1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hi, Halima. Hi, Eoni. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of
0: Polyester and the author of Pawns of Sick Girls. And I'm with the community editor of Polyester Scene, and the co-host of the Polyester Podcast. This
2: is The Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast we pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started,
0: please like, rate, and review, and subscribe. <laughs> I do we have any reviews to read out this week.
2: We do, we do, we do. Five stars, love. Lots of love from an Italian girl living in the south of France. I love to listen to you while I walk through Marseille, not as chic as Cannes, but still. And then the emoji that has hearts around it with the face in the middle. That is by Lucia Calfa Pietra. <laughs> <didn't say> that.
0: <laughs> that is very chic. It sounds much more chic than the way I'm living. So
2: Yeah, literally in the heat wave right now. I'll well just pass away. Literally. Oh, God. So speaking of how we are living right now, mm-hmm. what are we talking about?
0: We're talking about hashtag be real and authenticity online. Okay, 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 okay,
2: okay. What are your thoughts? So for context, I got be real like um, probably about a month ago now because I noticed like quite a few people had it um, and I was seeing like the screenshots on Instagram or whatever and then I will go into this afterwards, but I made Halima get it for research for this episode.
0: Yeah, but what is be real?
2: Be Real is, it's kind of, it's like a social media app, although I don't know whether I would say it is like that. I don't know how to explain but it's basically an app where you have a feed, so kind of like Instagram, but you can only post once a day and it gives you a two minute allocated time slot. So you get a push notification through to your phone that says it's time to be real. And then You have two minutes to take your photo. If you don't take your photo, then you can't see your friend's photos, if that makes sense. And it takes one photo from your back camera and one photo from your front camera in quick succession. Yeah,
0: I was so against getting it because I was like, I don't want to get like another app. Like I got Lockit because I only made me get Lockit. And I thought it was calm, like Locker was a cute thing to to see because it's on your feet, like it's on your homepage. So I thought that was cute. It's quite
2: passive, Locker. It's not really like an active thing. But I
0: liked it because I thought it was cute. Like I was always surprised when it was updated by like my friends or whatever. And I didn't have 10 people on there anyway. And then I got Be Real and I really didn't like it at first. Like I really didn't like it. Like There was a few days where I just didn't use it because I was like, I don't really want anybody to see what I'm doing. I hate, like, I'm very, like, I'm not the most active on, like, Instagram or Twitter either. Like, I, I like, I just don't want people to know what I'm doing. Like, I always, I was thinking this before. Like, I don't want to be authentic online. Like, I want you to have an imagined, like, idea of me. Like, I don't want to be real online. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, I don't care to do this. And then like over the weekend and like at the end of the week I think I was having a little bit more fun in my week so I mm-hmm. was like oh my god I'm gonna post a be real like hey be my be real like so I, I think like towards the end of the week when I was actually doing things that I thought were fun um I was more into it but I really I didn't vibe with that at first but it's interesting because it's marketed as like the complete opposite of Instagram like it's like uh like this uh, reaction to people's fatigue with Instagram, which is really interesting. Yeah.
2: yeah, and I suppose that's because, I mean, why is that? I don't really get it.
0: Um, I guess, like, I don't know, it's just the conversation about, like, the way people are, like, faking online on Instagram. I, and I think it links to the fact that, like, a bunch of, like, legal rules have been put into place with Instagram about how people should, you know, be honest about, like, if they're, like, putting filler or, like, if they've had surgery or if they're using filters. Like, you know, there's a bunch of, like, actual rules, like, like governmental rules now as well so like i guess like people are just like sick of the fakeness of instagram and like just want to be real i don't know like yeah it is claimed as like an anti-instagram app so um yeah
2: anti-instagram it's a weird one because also like i feel i don't know how many people do you have on be real a few people quite a few yeah quite a few people
0: actually (laughs) all right popular (laughs) I it's probably like only 10 like quite, 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 quite a few it's probably only 10 like it re- like in my head that's a lot
2: <laughs> yeah it's quite a lot to see like exactly what you're doing in that moment in the day I feel um so I got be real about a month ago as I said and I was going on holiday I was like oh this is gonna be great I'm gonna get so many be reels like with a nice cocktail in my hand by a pool blah 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 And then it was the week that in England, it was meant to get up to 40 degrees. I don't know if it actually did get up to 40 degrees in the end. And we are now in another heat wave as we record this. And it basically made me get really sick. Like I had a really bad flare up of my asthma, which I haven't had since I was a child. So then I couldn't do good, be real content. I was like, every single day I was just taking pictures of the same thing, which was before I went on holiday, it was like me playing Zelda all my cats. And then when I was on holiday, it was literally me sitting in the exact same spot because I couldn't move because I couldn't breathe. So it was like, I thought it was interesting because not interesting. I thought it was interesting to do this podcast as well, because like, I feel like it gave me FOMO from other people way more than Instagram does. Like when I saw people on their be real out and having a good time, it made me well gel. Because it like directly, physically contrasted my experiences, like through the imagery being next to each other, if that makes sense.
1: But I always think
0: that like, I felt I I completely understand that completely, because I guess like the whole thing with be real is that like, you're lucky if you get the notification to do it when you're out and you're actually having fun. Like every time, I'm literally never out, like I never leave my house. But like, I left my house maybe on like Saturday, maybe like Friday evening or something and I was out, and then I got the notification. I was like, "Ah, be real!" Like I get to be real and like show somebody me having fun. Like that's fun. Like I, I felt like a joy in doing it that I hadn't felt throughout the week. Because if anything, I, in my notes, because this person called Michael Sun and um, for the Guardian got "Be Real" and I wrote an article about it. And he was talking about how, or they, I don't know the pronouns, talking about how they didn't enjoy using "Be Real" at first because they didn't want to show an authentic version of themselves. And like, they'd quickly in those two minutes that you have, like, try and dress up and like, try and do something because they just didn't want to like, and at the end, they said that Be Real broke them, because they ended up just being like, I actually don't care. I don't I don't have it in me enough to like curate an image of myself. So they were like, yeah, I'm broken. I'm just gonna take a whatever. Because before that they, they, they like before that, they kind of just or I guess their, their point of the article is that they find Be Real pleasantly boring. Because, like, unless you're actually out doing stuff and are able to take, like, a fun picture of yourself, you are just taking a picture of yourself, like, and then whatever boring thing that you're doing, like, in your existence and in your life. Like, it actually is because I actually thought the app was super, super boring in the beginning when I first got it. Like, there's a few days where I just didn't do it. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is so boring. Like, all I'm doing is showing, like, my face on my laptop screen, which I'm on 24 hours a day. Like, it's so boring. But then when I was out and I was, like, partying, well, I wasn't actually partying, but I was out of my house. It was fun a long ramble of nothing but yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah it kind of feels like like when you're not doing anything and you have to take your picture it feels like paying a tax like paying your little b- yes. paying a little, yes a little be real tax so then you can look at everyone else's it b- feels like real. a punishment it
0: actually pisses me off when i see that i have to like take a be real when i'm either like in a bad mood or if i'm doing nothing
2: Like, I just won't do it. Halima, you know, you can just wait and do it late when you're doing something more interesting.
0: But you know, I don't like the fact that apparently I didn't know this, but when I was doing a reading for it, it was like, it tells people how many times you've retaken a picture, which I don't like. Why? And because, like, I didn't know that. Because (laughs) at first when I was doing it, like, I retook a picture because I was like, I don't got naff in that. But I didn't know other people would know that I had retaken a picture. Again, this is my whole thing about, I don't want people to know things about me even if it's just the littlest I don't want them to know that about me like I feel like it's different it's deeper than that though
2: because I feel like like I understand it may be being a bit embarrassing if you've retaken it like 20 times or something in one day but I feel like the reason why people don't like it showing how many times you've retaken the picky is because they want to seem authentic like they want to seem like aloof oh I'm just sitting here It's exactly what you got from me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of like the neurosis of like, oh, you know that that person's done it 10 times because they do think they have bad hair
0: or like... It's like cop behaviour. Why am I being snitched on? Like you're... I don't like it. Even the whole like it tells people when you posted late. I don't like it. Well, it does that so
2: you look at the app more. Because surely like... In theory, it doesn't really work for them, right? If you actually only open the app once a day. Because you know our economy it's like attention economy that doesn't work if you just look for once a day for two minutes and then you go off so it has to tell you when people upload late otherwise you'd only look once
0: a day I didn't even realize it was once a day I felt like I was being asked 12 times a day
2: (laughs) No, like low-key but I also feel like there is something interesting in that like it's interesting that yeah on be real I only have my actual friends yeah Although I've accidentally added people before that I thought were friends and then they just have the same name. They're a completely random person. I'm like, why are you even on my suggested friends? And there's a picture of like a random man on my Be Real feed and I'm like, I'm friends straight away. Uh (laughs) So I only have my actual friends. But yeah, it's interesting because yeah, I definitely felt like when I was ill, I got more FOMO than looking on Instagram, everyone having a nice time. And I suppose maybe it's because of the like erosion of the like illusion of instagram being fake do you know what i mean because like you know on instagram that people are only posting when they're having a good time whereas on be real you're meant to post whenever
0: yeah Uh, when i was doing some reading about this um researcher this media researcher from cornell was talking about how be real hypes its departure from instagram so the researcher has frequently written about authenticity policing on social media but it's actually very similar to the fake Insta or Finsta fad of sev- several years ago, which saw users post more candid and banal content from a, for, for their smaller audiences. When Duffy and her colleagues interviewed young adults about this trend in, 2019, in 2016 and twenty seventeen, they often heard the accounts described as a means of escaping from the uh, from the online surveillance and pressures of performance from of, of the online world. Mm. But be real, Loki feels like surveillance to me.
2: Yeah, I also feel like when I had a Finster, I don't use it anymore. I know you have like five. Do you use any of them still? I used one of them this morning.
0: For what? (laughs) Just to post about an update. Like I had to update the fans.
2: So when I used my Finster, it felt weirdly more performative than my normal Instagram. Did it? Yeah, in a way, because I feel like the only real use for finsters are to get attention. Interesting. Like how you're saying you posted an update is because you wanted a reaction, right, from your friends? No, not really.
0: I just wanted to post some of the cute pictures that I had this weekend. Well, that's, Instagram has changed since then,
2: so I am talking about like 2016, 2017 is um, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I had a finster. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, it was way, it was way more like, Yeah, posting for attention or you could like overshare more on a finster than in your personal one like I know there's some people that still overshare or share personal like life bits on their public Instagram but I do feel like it's way more rare and I've never really been an overshare online person then when I got Instagram I found it like a finster I found it very seductive to like slip Mm. into that because it is like an easy way to get attention and it depends like what you think of authenticity and performativity whatever like we've done a podcast on performativity before actually like a couple of years ago with Olivia and it's just so many layers to it and I do believe that you can't be totally authentic in online spaces and I think it's stupid to try
0: um when i was like looking at this authenticity narrative there's a really great article on wired that talked about that online authenticity like isn't really like real and like this person's talking about this um writer and editor called rob horn horning
1: hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: Described authenticity as a commercialized nostalgia for a way of life that has been articulated by a different set of economic relations, pre-capitalist, pre-massified, or pre-globalized. whatever word you want to use to describe how it seemed when you were nine years old when things were quote-unquote real to you I don't know I don't know if I agree with that I agree with it I blew my mind a bit when I read it why I just thought like it just makes so much sense because it be real be real's whole thing is about like being like authentic and like like it's about like stripping back from like all of the things that have been fed to us recently like p- performativity and like all this fakeness online and i guess be real positions itself as like a stripping back of all of that like that it's so basic and it's like i know be real positions itself it positions itself as like i don't know an app that's real i think that's why i thought it, like it made sense to me especially when it talked about the fact that we're like there's a craving for when things are authentic for things to go back to a time of the past when things were simpler or less commercialised. I don't know. Does that make sense? Kind of. I don't know if I'm fully there. And, like, I am really, really hot.
2: So I think, I don't know if I'm just slow today. But I feel like maybe, maybe. But I feel like it's not so much a childhood thing as to the golden era of social media before, like, commercialization of personal accounts came in. Like... But still, I think that even then, like on Tumblr or on early Instagram before influencers or bloggers were necessarily hugely monetizing their content and their existence, I do think that like authenticity is limited because online life is a construction of self. And I think my big kind of gripe with this is that we just need to move away from this binary thinking that positions like authenticity is good and constructed reality or whatever is bad and I've always said this like this has always kind of been in my wheelhouse of how we communicate online and how I feel about existing online but I feel like be real sharpened it into focus a lot for me because of that like big like difference between being unwell and posted on posting on be real and then what I was like perhaps sharing on Instagram, which was like more celebratory stuff or work bits or like memes or whatever. And I think why is because on Be Real, for example, I don't necessarily have a choice to represent myself as ill or not on there, if that makes sense. Like when I'm because t- I'll be ill for a whole day so it's not as if yeah I could wait until I was like going out for a pub to the pub or like going for a nice walk or whatever like it was quite like debilitating like I was literally just having to sit there and not move so it's like you don't have a choice so then if you want to feel involved or whatever and you take a picture then you are kind of opening yourself up to this vulnerability of being seen in a moment where you are like yeah quite vulnerable and like quite not coping well I suppose it's the thing that I'm trying to say here so I would argue that that is far less enjoyable than being able to post a like really glam selfie and then get attention for how beautiful I am because both of those things gone are different types of attention. Like the things, the posts on Be Real would are like, are you okay, what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And always I've been the type of person that doesn't necessarily feel not good, but like it's not those that it makes me feel bad, but I don't feel like happy from getting people's attention in that way does that make sense like it doesn't make me feel cared for necessarily it just makes me feel like oh now I have to tell 25 people what's going on in my body when I don't actually really feel like it whereas on Instagram people can just be like you are the most gorgeous girl in the world and I will say thank you that is true (laughs) even if I look disgusting
0: that's true i mean that's why i don't like like i like be real like now like it's fine like whatever i don't really have like that much of a but i I really didn't like earlier in the week because again like it is more fun to like post that kind of more fun bit of your life like it's more fun and i as the the writer of the gary miracle wrote like be real is kind of boring like it is a boring Mm -hmm. app unless you're actually having fun it's boring posting your life in that way is boring and we do use this kind of like moralizing language when it comes to authenticity online about how like you know it's so like honorable you know there's always this like um instagram trends that are like you know um real versus fake like and we're like these white women where we're like this is what i really look like or this is what like it's, i don't know do you know what i mean like there is a, a way that we like moralize like being quote-unquote real online versus like being fake online and how like that makes you somehow like a a better user of social media than other people and like there's limits to that obviously like because like social media has like irreverably damaged the way like women and men and, and, and all people look at themselves because people will post pictures of themselves looking so beautiful and we see too many beautiful faces all the time but like I don't know we do really moralize being real online And I also think I write about this in my book about
2: like in the specific instance of my book, it's like the able-bodied gaze on disabled and chronically ill people online because like if you choose to share your illness or whatever, then that is totally fine. Or any of your marginalizations. do you know what I mean? Like if you choose to actively talk about them for awareness raising on the internet. But I feel like a huge problem with how we function in social media is that which I talk about in the book, is that it's always basically tailored to the supremacist gaze, like whether it's like non-disabled people, whether it's white people, whether it's cis people, whether it's skinny people, whether it's men. Do you know what I mean? So we subconsciously do that with our content. Like we're always talking to our like quote unquote audience or our followers as if they are that person, like as if they have no experiences, if they need to be convinced. And it, Becomes this kind of like sort of voyeuristic thing that doesn't actually do anything for like awareness or authenticity or whatever through this kind of like shield of being authentic. It does just mean we're making ourselves like open to a lot of damage, I feel. So, like, I write in the book as a specific example is like if you post loads of not loads or if you post a hospital selfie or whatever, then a non-disabled person can like like it and comment and then feel like they are like and like an ally or understand disability rights or like feel like they're maybe not discriminatory towards chronically and disabled people when really that they don't have to interrogate anything beyond that, like how they treat those people in the workplace, how they treat those people in public, how they look at those people on their street or how they treat the chronically ill people in their lives. So I feel like online authenticity, like whether it's mental health or whatever, just gives us a massive scapegoat to be like, I understand that because this person who I follow is being authentic quote unquote with their experiences when really that just does not cross over into like the IRL world at all
0: mm. mental health authenticity pisses me the fuck off online because it's just controversial but people are so like I, I don't know you posting your crying selfie and being like this is the real me like I suffer from depression and I'm you know being authentic online and raising awareness that like other people also cry and are depressed like and people like you're so brave hashtag be kind like all those like moments of like like fake authenticity that like i mean it's not fake because it's like it's like real to them or whatever but like those moments of like authenticity are so annoying like because i don't know how to say this well but like i don't know i'm I'm mostly thinking about like all the you know like the love island contestants who will be like purposefully act badly on the show and then they will come online and be like you know, this is what I've been going through, like this. And, like, I'm being authentic right now about my mental health, and they'll weaponize their mental health to evade any responsibility of of behaving badly. Yeah,
2: I agree. That's happening with Jax this year from Love Island. So much.
0: I saw his bloody um, thing on, was it this morning? He was talking about how he was like, after the show, like, I just wanted to, like, take my mom and go, like, hide somewhere. Like, I didn't want to be here. And then somebody messaged me, like, you're an inspiration <laughs> for people who have ADHD. And I thought, wow, like.
2: Yeah, I think. I don't know as just someone that like crosses over with a few of these different like marginalizations or whatever. Personally, I find it more fulfilling to be quote unquote inauthentic in online spaces and then plow the actual work, whether it's like feminist work, like disability work um, or fat work into my writing or into something like this podcast or whatever. So it's just like, cause you're creating just by putting something on Instagram as a flippant moment, it creates an inauthentic moment. So it's not the best way uh-huh. to communicate things that are actually important. And that doesn't mean that like posting things that you enjoy isn't enjoyable, <laughs> isn't fun, but it just means I feel like there's a limit to how far this authenticity argument goes and also how much we want it because like it's plowed so much that like young people want authenticity, young people want this, young people want that. I would say that like young people People like people my age and your age have a really sharp eye for like bullshit when they see it, but it's not necessarily the inauthenticity we've been sold. Do you know what I mean? Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's more
2: like something inauthentic would be like the Love Island thing, like the Jack's example you've just said. That is a clearly like inauthentic representation of something that's quite serious. But we don't mm-hmm. fucking care if someone's got a nice outfit on and
0: like some nice shoes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. the The Jacks thing makes me laugh so much because it just shows you, like, I don't know. There is a way that, like, I don't know, people just weaponize like the use of of authenticity these days. But also, like, everything's a performance. Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to like not make something a performance just based on like, as you were saying, just the way different gazes work mm. and the way like you feel different gazes within yeah. your life like it's so difficult not yeah. to perform did you see that thing I don't know if you, you probably haven't and I, I I'm scared to even mention it on the podcast but did you see the thing that happened at Oxford Street was it yesterday oh, it was the day before yeah yeah where the a bunch of like black kids were like I don't know just like causing like yeah. havoc there or whatever I don't know the full thing but like there's just so many comments talking about like I saw this company like now black people have to really like oh maybe won't, won't be able to go to Oxford Street or if they go to Oxford Street they have to act a certain type of way now because the way people will look at them now is different because of their behavior or whatever and interesting whenever like marginalized people like do something wrong or make a mistake because the first thought or reaction is like how does this make all yeah. of us look and like how does the gaze yeah reposition itself like the oppressive position itself now once like one of us does act out of place or out, or, or out of order my, my mom is still talking about it a lot today which is really interesting
2: and I think that's so true because like I know for example like the Kardashians get a lot of shit for their use of Instagram in terms of like beauty standards and all of this but they the authenticity bar is like never really thrown at them like they're never maybe it's because their whole that is authentic orphan- authenticity for them i don't know but as in like with celebrities they seem to like exist on these totally different standards and privileged people than how we treat our peers or how we treat other people that are in our
0: communities do you know what i mean for sure i'm like i don't know it's weird with them because like what does authenticity even mean they're like they do reality tv like we don't know anything about them that's real or fake like the lines are blurred with them yeah Exactly. And
2: they are with everyone, but we just don't accept it in everyone else. It's
0: true. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for the chat, Halima. Thanks, Ione. We'd love to know your thoughts on Be Real and on Authenticity Online and show us your Be Reals, lol. We will see you next week. Thank you to Olivia for editing as always. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Eden and Charlotte, Izzy, Grace and Hattie. Bye. Bye.